Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. We are live from the loft. If you are just listening to the audio, I did a really dramatic swizzle, swivel in my chair and it probably looks really lame, but moving on. So I hope you've been loving these conversations, these Friday bonus episodes of R&R, which stands for Rachel and Robin and Rest and Relaxation, because we hope that by having these one-on-one conversations, you're able to get to know us a little better, as well as find some wisdom to kick off your weekend. So today, you get Rachel again. I hope you enjoyed my last episode talking about working from home. And it looks like we're going to be here for a while longer, probably another 30 days, if not longer. And so I hope that those tips were helpful to you as you continue to work from home. So today's topic, we are going to be talking about decision making. This is something that's close to my heart because I'm always trying to make the right decision. And for me, anytime I have a big life choice or even a medium life choice, something that I'm always asking myself is what is the right decision? What's the best decision for me? And it feels like if I, if I don't make the right choice, then the rest of my life is just down the toilet, basically. <laughs> like I put a lot of pressure on myself and I don't know about you. And even though we're all in shelter in place orders right now, we all are living in quarantine. We're not seeing a lot of people and may feel like we're not making a lot of decisions, but I really think that we are. Did you know that the average person makes 3,500 decisions a day? Yeah, that is just in one day. And even when we're all stuck at home, we're still making decisions like, what do I do with all this extra time that I have? Should I finally start that business that I've had on my heart? Should I make some TikTok videos? Is this the right person who I'm in relationship with? Am I happy? I think one one discussion I've been hearing a lot since quarantine started is just that this whole coronavirus crisis and pandemic has helped people realize what's important to them and what's not. And so I think that decision-making is still just as important today as it was yesterday. We're reflecting, we're reflecting on what is important in our life and we're making decisions um, based upon that. So how do we make better decisions in our life? Well, I'm going to tell you two things that have been really helpful to me as I've made decisions. The first one is uh, stolen from Andy Stanley. Andy Stanley is a pastor of North Point Community Church in Atlanta, and he has some really awesome insights. And he was doing a sermon series on decision making. And what he said is that a lot of people are wondering what's the right decision. But what they should be asking is what is the wisest decision? And so what I think he he means is that it's not always going to be a right or wrong choice. You may be faced with two options and they they may both be good. So instead of asking yourself, what is the right choice? You should ask yourself, what is the wisest choice? So how can we break that down? to know, okay, well, what is wise? How do I know what's a wise choice for my life? Andy Stanley says, you can ask yourself three questions. What is the wisest choice based on my past? What is the wisest choice based on my present? And what is the wisest choice based on my future? So for an example, 
as I mentioned earlier, a lot of people are adopting dogs right now. So I'm going to use an example of one of my best friends, Morgan, and what a choice that she recently made, which was to an adopt a dog named Lulu, who's such a cutie. So she's been thinking about adopting a dog for a long time now. But given this practice, what is the wisest choice based on my past? On her past, she can never afford a dog. She was, she is a teacher. And so she was really involved with after school activities. And she didn't really have a lot of time to be with the dog. Now, what's the wisest choice based on her present? Well, as of yesterday, when I'm recording this, Missouri shut down their schools for the rest of the school year. So now she has all of this time from now until when school starts back up again in August to be at home. So now would actually be a really good time for her to get a dog. And based on her future, where does she want to go? She's 25. She's starting to settle down in her life. And she and her boyfriend are getting really serious. They're talking marriage. And it made sense for them to adopt a dog together. So that's how that scenario works. And for me, I found that so helpful to think through my past choices, my present situation, and my future. When I put it all through those frames of light, I was able to decide, okay, maybe I have these two choices and maybe they both aren't a wrong choice. But given my past, my present, and where I want to go in my future, this is the wisest choice for my life. So that's the first one is what is the wisest choice for my life? The second way that has really helped me as I've been making decisions is actually a story from about a year ago today. I was working at a church, as many of you know, as a video storyteller. And so part of working for the church is we would have these monthly meetings where we would go through books and we were reading Love Does by Bob Goff. And we were reading a particular story about when he was younger and he was trying to get into a law school. And so every day he would go and sit outside of this dean's office and say, you know, I want to go here. You just tell me, go get my books and I'm here. And the dean would say, just ignore him or he'd say, not today, say you're crazy. And every day Bob Goff just kept showing up, said, just tell me, go get my books. And every day the dean would ignore him. And so Bob Goff was pretty persistent until school started and he still showed up, but he was getting kind of weary because he was like, all right, school's already about two weeks in and I'm just sitting here every day just wanting to get in into this law school. And it makes sense that he would start to lose hope. But after about two weeks after school had started of just sitting outside the dean's office, the dean looked at him and said, go get your books. And he became a law student. And now I believe he teaches at that same law school that he was a student at, which is really awesome. So I think the moral of that story is sometimes you have a desire in your heart and you decide to go for it, even though you don't feel qualified. And even when you do, sometimes that door still closes, right? He was in the dean's office day after day and kept hearing no, 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 no. Well, instead of him missing opportunity, missing that opportunity and thinking, well, this just wasn't God's plan for my life. God closed this door. He decided, well, I'm going to kick that door down and keep showing up day after day after day because this is a God honoring desire. And when I read that, I thought, that's nice. That's nice for you. Good for you. You are like better than the average person, better than me. Because I really live my life with open and closed doors. Oh, this door opened for me, so it must be meant for me. This door closed for me, so it must not be for me. And honestly, when I read it, I was just really cynical. 
and and skeptical about all of it. I wasn't even going to bring it up. You know how when you're reading a book, everybody's like, well, what stood out to you? I was like, this part, no, no. But somebody else did. And my pastor, who's leading the book discussion, said, you know, a lot of people make their choices by open and closed doors. They think if a door closes, then it wasn't meant for them. But that's not necessarily biblical. God can lead you through open or closed doors. But a better way to evaluate your choices is if God has given you those desires. So at that point, I asked, well, how do you know if this is a God-given desire or just a desire that you have yourself, right? Because for me, I'd always love speaking and being in front of the camera and presenting, but I could never know if that was just something that God had given me or if it was just a desire that I had made up in my heart. And I really just struggled for years. Well, my pastor who started the church that I worked at told me that he didn't know if God was calling him to start the crossing or not. And he did run into a lot of closed doors along the way. He just knew that he had the desire and the skill to make it happen. You guys, that blew me away because I, my job at the church literally was to tell stories of all the good that was going on, all the ways that God was working throughout the church and the community. And I was like, what if that never happened? What if the church never got started? How many lives would not have been changed because he thought a door has been closed? This conversation really just blew my mind. And I wonder today how many of you are sitting in your homes and feeling like doors are closed for you. There are a lot of ways that things seem grim and dark due to the coronavirus. But I would challenge you to not look at your options moving forward as closed doors, but instead think about your talents and your desires that God has given you in your heart in ways that you can Use them to spread some good in your communities because we need it right now. We need the good news. We need the positivity. And if you have that desire in your heart, don't look at what's in front of you as a closed door. Look at, an oppor- look at it as an opportunity to kick it down. All right, so to recap, how can we make better decisions? Number one, ask yourself, what is the wisest thing for me to do? based upon my past, my present, and my future. And number two, am I making this decision based off of if it's an open or closed door? Or am I making this decision based off of if it's a God-given desire in my heart? And actually something that another pastor told me just this week, because once again, I was talking and asking questions about, is this a God-given desire or is it not? Something that he said to me that was really helpful is ask yourself two questions. Number one, Am I doing this for my glory or am I doing it for God's glory? And number two, if this weren't to work out for me, what would I do? Would I be like, oh my gosh, I'm devastated? Or would I say not my will, but your will, God? And heart check for me personally. So I hope that these tips and the stories of tools that have helped me throughout my life are helpful to you as you are making your decisions and going through the hard time of shelter in place and being a lot of times in isolation and being at home. Let's use this as an opportunity to do the things that God has put on our hearts. 
let's use this as an opportunity to do the things that we feel like maybe we have always thought we should do, but we never actually did it. We have the time. We have the ability. Google people, Google. (laughs) Now is the time to do the thing that you feel like God has been calling you to do. And I hope that this episode has given you some clarity of whether or not it's time for you to do that. All right, friends, I'll see you next week. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.